Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the number 28th edition. Well, 11 months in, and about a month to go before the end of the year. And as we gear up to close out the year and begin a new one, I think now is a better time to set some goals for the next year, rather than at the end of December. Why? Well, the same principle as why you should never go grocery shopping when you're hungry. You will be harsh on yourself. You will want to do 20 different things and be spread out over them and not put enough effort into some of them. Well, at least that's me. And so, as I'm collating my thoughts as to what my goals were this year and how they went, I can also look at what I'd like to improve and build on from this position of sanity rather than, oh, the year is ending and I failed all of these and I didn't do all of these. I know about you, but that's me. I'm going to go grocery shopping with a very clear menu and a full stomach. On to the three things for today. One is about observing my dog and just realizing how in the moment they are, how clear they tend to be. And as a reader shared their thoughts, do we always have to think about the next moment? Do we always have to plan for tomorrow? Do we always have to worry about a rainy day when the sun is shining bright? No. Definitely not always, right? It's useful to plan all those, but once that's done, come back to the moment. As always, I have three quotes, and one's not really a quote. It's an excerpt from a book about the lead pipe theory of the collapse of the Roman Empire and the lead pipe theory of modern-day humans. Intriguing. And finally, on solving the maze. You know what I'm talking about, the one with all those quiggly lines and you have a start, you know, you're the rat, you're trying to go to the cheese in the middle or whatever it is, mazes, you know them. All right, let's go to the first piece, dogs and being in the moment. Our dog is pretty darn athletic. She's a mutt of some kind and she has a few modes in her. When it's time to chill, she's chilling. She chills a lot. She has about 17 different spots, various levels of firmness and softness of surface to chill in lounge based on her current mood. When it is time to play, she is nuts. She's on fire. She sprints and jumps and dashes all over the place even nipping at our ankles. And when she plays with her friends, 
same thing. They just go ballistic. And then they'll suddenly take a 10 second breather and then back at it again. Perfect example of high intensity intervals. Likewise, when it is time to eat, she has no other thoughts in her head. She gets her chow down and immediately she's all, oh, I'm so comfortable. Oh, it's time to lounge again. And when she wants to be petted, oh, she knows to play the cute card and she is just stubborn until she gets her pets. Clarity of choice and living in the moment. That's dogs. When you are at the gym, lift heavy and focus on your lifts. When you're eating, focus on chewing eating slowly, and conversations with your dinner partner. When you're sleeping, put that darn device away. Shut up. Sleep. Keep your mind on the thing you are doing. It is that simple. I struggle with this. When I'm watching football or cricket, I'm also part-timing as the coach. Not even the armchair critic, but the coach. When I'm training, I am also the world's greatest critic. But then I've learned to catch myself, chant my magic words to myself, and shut up and focus, and the experience changes completely. Do it. You know I'm right. And that's the first piece. The second piece, the three quotes, starting with this excerpt by Ward Farnsworth. The ancient Romans built elaborate networks of pipes to deliver water where they wanted it to go. The networks were a marvel but many of the pipes were made of lead and the water carried the lead along with it. One school of thought regards this as part of the reason for the decline and fall of Rome. Lead poisoning gradually took its toll, impairing the thought and judgment of many Romans, especially at the top. The theory is much disputed. Perhaps it contains no truth. But as a metaphor, it is irresistible. We have built networks for the delivery of information, the internet, and especially social media. These networks too are marvel, but they also carry a kind of poison with them. The mind, fed from those sources, learns to subsist happily on quick reactions, easy certainties, one-liners, and rage. It craves confirmation and listens contradiction. Attention spans collapse. 
imbecility propagates, then seems normal, then is celebrated. The capacity for rational discourse between people who disagree gradually rots. I have a good deal more confidence in the lead pipe theory of the internet and its effect on our culture than in the lead pipe theory of the fall of Rome." End quote. I love this metaphor. And while a lead pipe will always carry lead, how we use the lead pipe of the internet and social media is totally up to us. Ignore the lead, have the water. Simple, not easy, but something we can work towards. The next quote is from this book by Charlie Maxey. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Here it is. Do you have a favorite saying? Asked the boy. Yes, said the mole. What is it? If at first you don't succeed, have some cake. I see. Does it work? Every time. End quote. Get this book. Seriously. The last one from Bruce Lee. Experiencing is believing. A fat belly cannot believe that such a thing as hunger exists. End quote. I'm going to use a, an exercise analogy that comes to mind. Get into a plank. Oh, push a plank. Now get your right foot outside your right palm. We call this move a groiner. It's a great warm-up mobility move. I always thought that the sole purpose of this was to help open up the back hip. You know, the hip flexors, blah, blah, blah. Until I got injured and I couldn't move or walk for about a month. And then when I tried doing this, I realized I can bring my right foot outside my right palm. What? And, oh my God, so many muscles are tight and struggling to make this movement happen. It was a light bulb moment for me and one that heavily impacted my future coaching as I realized what a student goes through when they start off. Because I thought I started at the bottom, but it was bottom for me. And having a traumatic injury helped me understand quite a lot more. All right. One of the last piece for today, it's called Solving the Maze. 
Do you remember trying to solve a maze? You know, the ones that come in puzzle books and newspapers. You start and then you come to a place that forks. You have a choice to make. You make a choice and go further into the maze. More forks, more choices. You're deeper into the maze and then a dead end. What do you do? Simple. You retrace your path to the last fork you took and you take the other one. You make the other choice. If that's a dead end, well, same deal. You retrace to an even earlier choice. Solving your health and fitness is not your typical solve it once and you're done kind of thing. When you decide to work on it, outside help, coaches, books, etc., gives you a plan, gives you shortcuts, gives you clues, but it comes down to you contextualization of choices comes down to you. You need to make choices that work for you. What is a dead end for your friend might be the breakthrough for you and vice versa. What worked today might not work for you in a few years because you're not the same person and neither are your circumstances. When you solve a maze, there's immediately the start of a new one at the center, at the solution. It doesn't stop. The shortcut to solving a maze, as you might have tried, is to start from the solution and work your way back to the start. You make lesser mistakes, if at all, and it takes you much less time. You can apply that metaphor in two ways. One, visualize yourself at your endpoint, losing 10 kilos or deadlifting double body weight or whatever it is in your head. What does your current day standing at this solution, at this endpoint, what does your current day look like? What does your week look like? Well, that's the solution. Now you need to emulate the steps to your solution until you get to your solution. If it is, I don't know, eat a salad uh, daily, go to the gym three days a week, walk four days a week, whatever it is. That's what you're doing at your endpoint. Well, guess what you need to start doing from today to get to that endpoint. The other way you can apply this metaphor, well, when you solve your current maze, you apply your learnings to your next maze. The next one is not necessarily more complex. Sometimes it is, sometimes it is not. But what you've learned is how to navigate a maze. You know what all it entails. Experiments, making choices, learning, going back to a previous fork. And all the time making forward progress in the direction you've chosen. When you stop trying to solve the problem with finality, 
things get much simpler. When you realize this is a never-ending game and love it for that precise nature, you're halfway close to winning. And conversely, if all you're thinking about is when will I be done with this thing, you're probably never going to even get to the first step, I mean. And after solving the current maze, the next maze is the reward. It is also the challenge. It is the way of life. Expect it. Look forward to it. And remember, you will always find yourself at a dead end, sooner or later. That's fine. That's the nature of the game. Go back to the previous step and make a different choice. Begin again. And that's that. Thank you for reading. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. If you enjoy this, please do share it with one person and help me grow my newsletter or podcast. This is Coach AA signing off. You have a great week ahead, and I'll see you in December. Bye-bye.